Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So here we go. You better buckle up, Buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Hey, we're back, and we're coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market in beautiful overcast downtown Canton, Ohio. Hall of Fame City, it's 35 degrees outside. How you feeling, man? How are the holidays? Yeah, well, what holidays? It's it, it been uh, the fog of days is what it's been. I've been in a fog ever since uh, December 21st. I was off for the rest of the year. I'm excited. My son's coming home from Portugal. Brittany and I are going to go out with him and, and our friends for dinner. And we both ended up with COVID, and I'm still recovering on uh, January 2nd of 2024. So F you, COVID, in 2023. <laughs> I'm done with you. That's a way to bring in the new year, huh? What a Debbie Downer. I had a great time. Let me tell you what happened with me. Yeah, we went and saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra on the 22nd. This was fantastic. You told me it was a good concert. I had no idea that it was that great of a show. And I'm talking fireworks, laser light show. The band's incredible. And I can't wait till next Christmas. Let's go! I told you that's a yeah. great show, man. They mm-hmm. uh, did you like the auditorator? What about the auditorator? The How cool was the auditorator? The narrator <laughs> comes out. Now here's the thing. If you know anything about Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and I've followed it through the years, and obviously you play a couple of those songs at a Christmas party when I DJ. I've right. seen the I guess they'll call it it's like a short movie, okay? And what they do is it's Brian, help me out here. Ozzy and Harriet, who was Ozzy? Ozzy and uh, he, the, the Nelson, the, the father of Ricky Nelson, right? No, no. Ozzy and Harriet? No. Wasn't, maybe it's the wrong Ozzy. It, it, either way, it's the actor. The He's no longer with us. Sharon! No, no not, not that, that Ozzy. One. Not Ozzy. <laughs> That's Ozzy. the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> maybe it's Ozzie not Ozzy. and Harriet, I thought were the Who's Nelsons. the other Ozzy? Wasn't it Ozzy? Whoever the narrator was. In the movie, there's a narrator. He's an old-time actor who has since passed on. That's how old it is, okay? That's how old. And the thing is the same. So the story is the same for the first portion of the concert, okay? And then they just go into this rock show, and it's outstanding, man. And guess what they finish with? And this is not not to, uh, you know, like kind of like give away the ending of a movie or anything like that. no, No spoiler alert. They do one song not yeah. relevant to Christmas. Yes. Cleveland Rocks. Yeah, to end the show. Oh, my gosh. That place was going nuts. I did a yeah. quick did Google Did they have search. the snow falling? They yes. Falling yeah. from the rafters mm-hmm. and everything like they always do? Who is it, Brian? Uh, the great Ozzie Davis. Ozzie Davis. See, you know what I always want to say? When I think Ozzie, I want to say Ozzie Smith. You start hey, thinking, yeah. you go Ozzie right Nelson? to Nelson. Yes. Harriet Nelson, Ozzie mm-hmm. and Harriet. That's who you were thinking of, Ozzie Davis. Mm-hmm. Hey, that... That dude's voice, though. You oh, talk yeah. about having a great voice, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's like the the audio right. version of that is just phenomenal. Right. Just listening to him speak is great. And, and it's mostly, 
let's say it's all instrumental until they have some singers that come out. And I'm telling you, this is like a Broadway production meets a rock and roll show. It's the only way I can describe it. And I'll leave you with this. If we ever get a chance to give away tickets again, listeners, people that listen to the Kenny and JT show, and by God, there's a lot of you. And I got to see a lot of you over the holiday week, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. And we also want to thank Mark Munch Bishop for sitting in for us last week. If we ever get the opportunity to give away these tickets again, by all means, you get on that hotline and you dial to win those suckers at 330-450-1480 because it's worth every penny, especially when it's free. Yes, uh, especially when it's free. Mm-hmm. When they, when you don't have to pay, and then you wow. know what it does. It gets you to go, and then once you go, after going for free, you're willing to pay. That's mm-hmm. how good they are. You're willing yeah. to pay for tickets. Guess what they got me for two drinks at Rocket Mortgage? Just take a guess. Oh, can I? Okay. Um, this is like the over-under again. Yeah. Okay, so two drinks. Mixed drinks or beers? We had mixed drinks. She had a double. I had a single. Oh, she had the double. Okay. <laughs> I figure uh, if I get her a double, I can save yeah. a little bit because it'll take her longer to drink it. Wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, guess. I'm going to say 23 bucks. Oh, jeez. You're not even in the ballpark, Brian. Oh. Not even in the ballpark. For a double? Double and a single. Both drinks included in one tab. This does 30. not include tip, mind you. And both Ooh. your drinks. Correct. I will say 50. At Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. <laughs> two, three, two, one. Two, three, one drinks. 50. $231. $45 before tip. Oh, my before God. Tip. Wow. Before tip. Yeah, now they get you, man. They, they get you. They, were they good drinks at least? I don't remember. <laughs> Mine was like all ice cubes. Yes. I, got, I got a Jack and Coke there once. It was right. like 18 bucks. I had my ice cubes drizzled in Tito's. No, nice. There you go. At least, yeah. yeah. And by the way, before we forget, Flavored happy ice. belated birthday uh, <laughs> uh, to Brian, right? Yes. Brian had his birthday during oh God, uh, the time we were off. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I still ago. remembered because okay. I haven't been, uh, you know, on the air for a while. And happy yeah. anniversary, Brian. You celebrated another anniversary, that was too, with the Eve, missus. Yeah. Was the was the birthday on the day of the concert the twenty second the Friday mm-hmm. is it the twenty so I wasn't here for that either Happy birthday yeah yeah there you go forty eight yeah uh, double nickels <laughs> what double yeah. no kidding he can't drive fifty five anymore and married for eight years now uh, is she crazy yeah what what uh, don't see that on I the think radio. she is <laughs> oh, oh you mean crazy for marrying you yeah. yes she yes, is absolutely exactly. she needs I her head examined he yes no I thought you were just throwing her under the bus my wife's crazy thanks Brian I, I, I keep asking her no regrets yeah no well the holidays yeah. are behind us so my main question is this. Do you eat this? You probably didn't eat anything. You were sick. You just told us. Yeah. Uh, the sauerkraut. I have a problem with sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. It doesn't love me back. Why do we eat it? Brittany loves it. Her mom made uh, Ooh, uh, sausage boy. and sauerkraut. She loves it. Yeah. I've never blamed my dog on more flatulence than I have in the last 48 hours. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was a dog. Lucy, because you know Lucy, she'll, she'll light one up whenever she can. Sure. It's a dog. That's what dogs do. I'm telling you, man, I love sauerkraut with some mashed taters, and you throw some pork in there, whatever it is supposed to be for good luck. I don't know. If, if, if it was for good luck, you didn't obviously have any last year because you went out with a bang. Yes. Boy, did I ever, man. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I missed out on eating all kind of good stuff over uh, over the holidays and everything. Man, yeah. COVID just one night. I woke up, dude, one night, and it just 
kicked my ass. I had the shakes and the shivers really? like I have never. I felt like um, I was uh, gyrating and vibrating all at the same that time sucks. from head to toe. That's how bad it was. Man, I had 101 so, temperature. All the yeah. symptoms are different on each individual that has it from what I've understood. Now, I don't know. Did you have the sore throat? Did you lose your sense of smell and taste? Brittany and I both, we, we were trying to describe it. It's like we, um, there was something not right. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, with the, like me, smell-wise, mm-hmm. I was still good with the smell, but the taste, there was a weird taste in my mouth. Okay. Some of the stuff I was able to taste, other mm-hmm. stuff I was not able to taste, and she, she had similar. So, like you said, everybody's different depending All on right. which variant you have and if you've had it before or not. This was the first time I had had COVID. So you start to come out of this. Now I'm wondering, and you probably don't know yet because apparently you're not 100%. I'm wondering yeah. if your desire will change now. In other words, something that used to taste good, now you don't you no right. longer have a flavor for. You used to like a burger from Wendy's or wherever it's from or whatever. Now all of a sudden that doesn't sound good, and it doesn't even taste good. I'm curious to see that myself because I've been reading up about this long COVID now because I've had it since the 21st of December. Jeez. And I tested, uh, you know, just uh, what is today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday I, now. I tested still positive. I've gone through like three or four tests, right? Mm-hmm. Still waiting for that negative test to, uh, to come out and everything. But I'm curious the long COVID, how yeah. it will affect me, like you said, with mm-hmm. the taste buds, with the smell, as well as uh, just everything from, from head to toe. That'll be interesting. And the other thing is this, too. Every time you sniffle now, you're going to want to test for COVID. Uh, is this COVID? Everybody's got it now. It seems as though everyone that I know that's got either a cold or whatever is testing yeah. to see if they had COVID. I took a test a couple of hours ago because we've got some funk going through our home. I'm not going right. to say more than that. I took a test. It came out negative. Because, you know, you're coming back to work. I don't want to spread anything around Brian or Larry. Larry hasn't been well since I left on the 22nd. Yeah. See, I, it's, dude, it was no fun whatsoever. Right. I, I just, uh, ugh. So that's what, going over two weeks now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Fail to remember that, like you said, today is actually a Tuesday, not a Monday. So in lieu of doing, if you missed it, I figured we'd just have Brian right now. Brian, turn your mic on. We'll have Brian right now go over every bowl score from the entire season. Go! Every bowl score? All of them. Uh, All right, Pop-Tarts Bowl. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Did you watch the celebration? Michigan won and Washington won. I'll give you that. Those are the only two games that really matter. And and that's the reason I throw you on the spot like that, because we're not going to go over all the bowl scores. There is only three that really matter. And yes, Kenny, one is the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And that is a game where, at the end of the game, you eat the mascot. Did you see the toaster? I did see the toaster and the Pop-Tart that came out of the toaster and the coach uh, grabbing a handful of Pop-Tart and eating it. They take uh, an actual mascot about the size of Brutus, if you're a Buckeye fan. It goes into this, looks like a toaster, comes out as a Pop-Tart, and they eat it. The winning team eats it. But here's what's really, really unique about this game and the reason that it matters. What? Kansas State beats North Carolina State 28-19. to okay. What are all the rumors we're hearing about Kansas State? Is that their quarterback, who did not play in that game, his name is Will Howard, is now in the transfer portal, and there are some hints and allegations that he may, in fact, be the next quarterback at Ohio State. I'm not saying it's happening, but they're entertaining the fact that he may transfer to Ohio State. Have you heard of this? I have seen this, 
as a silent commitment mm-hmm. uh, on one uh, you know website or uh, Twitter handle. Um, I will say this. They better get a quarterback because who they have, mm-hmm. not the answer. Kineholtz, whatever his name was, in fairness to him, mm-hmm. and this is a, a bad look for Ryan Day, he wasn't prepared to play. And for the second time this year, uh, Devin Brown goes down with an injury and they have mm-hmm. to put Kineholtz in there. Neither one of them look like the answer to me right. uh, as far as the future quarterback for Ohio State. So this kid, Howard, or mm-hmm. whoever it is, they need to get somebody after I watched other quarterbacks right. play a hell of a lot better than those two. First things first is this. Kineholtz, I'm not going to put it on. I'll agree with you there. Uh, the other thing is this. Kineholtz, I'm not going to put it on. I'll agree with you there. Uh, the The other thing is this, Kineholtz, I'm not going to put it on him. I will give a lot of the blame to Ryan Day because he didn't make things easier, and I've been preaching this for years now. When you've got a young quarterback, you've got to slow the game down, make it easier. Screen passes, slant patterns. We saw it in the the Penn State game with Kyle McCord. You want to give the guy some confidence? Give him some easy throws to make. You saw it in the Alabama quarterback, who, by the way, is not that great of a throwing quarterback either. So I'll say this. When I look at this, now Kineholz has been, for all intents and purposes, pretty much the scout team quarterback all season long. He took no snaps whatsoever. This team wasn't prepared to take on Missouri. But again, it's a meaningless game and a bowl game that you and I both thought anyway. Meaningless is a big word to say, but for all intents and purposes, it just doesn't matter, right? That game doesn't matter. You go into the offseason thinking, oh, uh, we lost two games or we lost one of the last two games. Who cares? Bottom line is, you didn't beat Michigan. You didn't win the Big Ten. Who cares if you lost to an SEC team? Who cares? I look at it this way. From what I saw, and believe me, I did not watch a lot of bowl games, but I did watch the quarterbacks that played in the semifinals in both games yesterday. And I can tell you this. Kyle McCord isn't that far of a drop-off from what I saw. With the exception of maybe Penix, Kyle McCord, if he wouldn't just lock on to one receiver and if he could run a little bit more, I did not see a lot of great quarterback play in any of these bowl games. Again, I didn't watch a lot of them, but from what I have seen in highlight films and reels, I'm not blown away with anyone. Well, I'm blown away with Michael Penix. Now, he's played for, what, mm-hmm. six years, though, mm-hmm. right? He's had knee injuries. Right. He's been, uh, you know, in, in Indiana in and out, and he transferred. And all. So he's been around for, what is he, 23, 24? Yep. Um, but, J- hey, I just looked it up before the show. J.J. McCarthy's only 20 years old. So I like his composure, and mm-hmm. he does for that offense what needs to be done. Right for that offense mm-hmm. right now he got a big break on the very first play of the game he throws yeah. an interception but the kid's foot was out of bounds before he came back mm-hmm. in to reestablish himself so they they don't get the turnover there but uh, he does what harbaugh needs yeah. his quarterback to do they rely on the running game their power mm-hmm. uh you know run game and their defense and michigan yeah. was the better team uh, if I were to rank the quarterbacks, Penix would be the, the number mm-hmm. one ranked quarterback of everybody who played yesterday. McCarthy mm-hmm. would be second. Yeah. Ewers third, and then uh, Milrow, you know, fourth. Milrow and where good. would I put McCord? I would probably put McCord in there at four, maybe three, yeah. based on what yeah. I saw yeah. throughout the season. If he could run at all, he's at least as good as Milrow. Milrow did not impress me. And again, it's a big, it's a huge stage, right? But I can't understand how that team beats a Georgia, or maybe Georgia's not that good, or maybe Alabama's not that good. I don't know. All I can tell you is this. 
Michigan's for real. I would not be shocked if they didn't win at all. Next Monday night's the championship game. I already bet on them. Already yeah. uh, put money down. I get, gave the four and a half mm-hmm. points. I think Washington can score, but they can't stop anybody. Right. And as long as Michigan doesn't turn the football over, right. they'll beat Washington. Great defense. That's what you want to win a game. And if you don't believe that defense wins championships, ask the field goal kicker and the special teams from Michigan today because they did everything they could to lose that game. But that defense... Yeah wins it for them in overtime, and they you're right. The offense did just enough to win that game. In a game, you've got to tip your cap to Michigan and say, you know what, good luck to you. It's a good thing. And think about this. You realize that both teams playing in next week's championship game on Monday night, next season, are both from the Big Ten. Yes. Yeah, that? I, people forgot that uh, Washington, UCLA, USC, and Oregon – will all be members of the Big Ten starting yeah. next year. And you look at the quarterbacks, Bo Nix from Oregon, better mm-hmm. than anybody Ohio State had. Michael Penix Jr. Mm-hmm. from Washington, better than anybody Ohio right. State had, right? Uh, USC's quarterback, uh, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind already. Won the Heisman two years ago. Mm-hmm. Better. Caleb. So the, the Buckeyes right now are uh, you know, in a world right. of hurt as far as the quarterback position. They goes. really are, and it seems as though that program and Michigan's are going in polar opposites. Now, we don't know what lies ahead of Michigan after this because of the allegations in the NCAA investigation of what will happen, and you saw that uh, Jim Harbaugh actually hired uh, an agent. Looks as though he may or may not be going towards the NFL. We don't know. We only know this. He has not signed an extension at the University of Michigan. Okay? So take it for what it is. And you look at the program and you look what's going on with Ohio State and you lost a quarterback who may still be in that conversation. Let's remember this, too. For as bad as Kyle McCord was at times, he's still number two overall, I believe, in passing in the Big Ten. So he he threw for over 3,000 yards. He had over 25 touchdown passes. But, yeah, he's thrown to Marvin Harrison Jr., too, who arguably one of the best players in the entire country. But still, he was able at times to look at least competent. I can't say that about Devin Brown, even though it's a small sample size. I am not impressed. And and had I been impressed, I would ask this question. If Devin Brown was any good, why didn't he beat out Kyle McCord if Kyle McCord's not good? But then again, if Kyle McCord was any good, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Why would he be transferring to Syracuse? And, And I said this before. He's had the luxury every time he's taken a snap since his sophomore year in high school of what? Having Marvin Harrison on his football team, right? We're going to find out just how good well, uh, you know, Kyle McCord is when he doesn't have Marvin Harrison to throw to well, at Syracuse. Maybe, maybe it dooms him as well. What do we like about Joe Flacco is the fact that he disperses the ball to eight or nine different receivers every week. Maybe Kyle McCord locks on to Marvin Harrison Jr. so much that other players don't get involved in the game. Ask Julian Fleming that question. Transfer portal. Yeah, I, I, I will say this. He locks on to his receiver. That's a given, whether that's Marvin Harrison every time or not. Um, th- that's one of his downfalls. And this, uh, this kid we talked about earlier, Will Howard, if you look at the passing numbers, right, same amount of touchdown passes, both of them, mm-hmm. um, less interceptions from McCord, but here's the big difference. Kyle McCord, minus 65 yards rushing, zero touchdowns running the football Mm -hmm. this year. Will Howard, 351 yards rushing and nine TDs. His threat of running Mm -hmm. the football is what the Buckeyes lack at the quarterback position. Here's another problem. Here's the elephant in the room. 
Ready? Yeah. Ryan Day. Ryan Day, oh. at times, now I don't know if this is really accurate, but food for thought. Think about this. When C.J. Stroud's a quarterback, at the end of every season, he was up for the Heisman. What do we want? Throw the ball more. Throw the ball more. I've seen him run the ball pretty much at the Houston Texans. So it's there. And we saw him run a long run before he ever got the starting position at Ohio State with like about a 45-yard run and a scamper for a touchdown against Michigan State. I think he was like a redshirt freshman or a sophomore. Never ran the ball when he was up for Heisman. Very seldomly. Ran the ball a little bit in that Georgia game. Should have won that game if he had a, a field goal kicker, which again is on Ryan Day. But my point being this. Ryan Day focuses too much on a player who's maybe up for Heisman Trophy. Does he forget about the rest of the offense? Does he get the offense involved? Is this a coaching problem? Uh, I, it is a coaching problem. And I, I hate to you know bring up the comparison, but uh, during my time off reading on Twitter, a lot of people have, and I, I'm, I'm leaning that way. Uh, you know, Ryan Cooper, right? I mean, this is a guy that puts <laughs> together great recruiting classes, has all the talent in the world. <laughs> well, and should have, like you said, won the national championship yeah. last year. And yet, uh, just like Newt Cooper, 2-10-1 and one against Michigan, had a losing record in bowl games. Well, Ryan Day, 1-3 mm-hmm. and three against Michigan, has a losing record in bowl games, yeah. has a losing record against mm-hmm. top 10 teams. And so yeah. while he can beat the Rutgers and the mm-hmm. Marylands and the Michigan States, he can't beat Michigan, mm-hmm. and he can't right. win the, the bowl game, you the, know the two biggest games of the year. You know what's bad about those that bowl record? Those are bowl games right. that count. Not all of them were yeah. the uh, Sugar Bowl that didn't matter. A lot of them were CFP games, right? Yep. Yeah, and you, you look at that, and... You know, they, he beat Clemson. That was the big thing. Oh, they had never beat Clemson, Ohio State, before. And Ryan Day beat him. So you're thinking they get over the hump. Then they just get blowed out the, the following week in the championship game by Alabama. Um, so you, you look at this and you go, okay. And, and this is the, the, the fair way of talking about Ryan Day. A lot of people want him fired. That's fine. Who do you want to replace him with? If you're going to fire somebody, right, who, who do you replace him uh-huh. with that actually wants the job? That's the question. A couple of names come to mind right away, and you have to think about who's been there before, and usually when they get a big-time job, what's their out? Is there an out clause in the contract? I have to believe that Luke Fickle probably has an out in his, in his contract at Wisconsin. Uh, Matt Campbell's another okay. name that always comes to mind, and let's face it. Matt Campbell, sorry, Joe Palmasano at Iowa State, has pretty much fallen on, Brian, are you ready? Hard times, because as he was coach of the year, the upcoming coach that was on the tip of everyone's tongue, whether it was Michigan State, whether it was Michigan, maybe Notre Dame, maybe the NFL, he's fallen on some hard times because Iowa State, the last couple of seasons, they're not competing the way that they were. They were beating Iowa. They were beating Big Ten teams. I don't know what direction they're going in. I don't know if he's still at the top of the pecking list uh, in the hierarchy of of up-and-coming coaches that might be, you know, uh, under consideration for a job like Ohio State. But here's another thing you got to remember, too. Ohio State's in a flux right now. New president coming in, new athletic director coming in. One of two things is going to happen. Either Gene Smith wants to make a change on his way out, which I don't think will happen, and or right. a new AD comes in and a new president comes in and says, hey, we need to fix this problem with our football team. That ain't gonna happen. Well, I, I, 
I'm curious to see what Gene Smith has to say on his way out. I think it'll be mostly positive, and he'll uh, give that uh, you yeah. know ringing endorsement to, to Ryan Day. But um, you brought up some interesting names. Uh, here's one, and I don't know if he would have interest, but uh, you know when, when you look at Mike Vrabel and Tennessee, mm-hmm. has it run its course at Tennessee in the NFL? And would Vrabel be a guy that would be interested mm-hmm. in coming back to the collegiate ranks and having to deal with all this NIL BS? I got to mm-hmm. be careful here now. Back on the radio um, because it, it has overtaken the college football world. We're hearing now, you know, a former Buckeye starting center talking mm-hmm. about how uh, Buckeyes don't like the NIL stuff and they're not—they don't pay their offensive linemen. Whereas Michigan, I'm hearing Michigan offensive linemen are getting like yeah. two hundred thousand uh, dollars to stay and stick around mm-hmm. and play there. And what they have forty-four seniors this year, and it's—it's going to pay off. It, it looks like in, in a big way. So I, I throw his name out there. Everybody. You know, mentions Brian Hartline. I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach uh, or not. But the no. the name you have to throw, you have to consider this name is Urban Meyer. Would Urban Meyer come back for round mm-hmm. two at Ohio State and uh, try and you know uh, right. reestablish himself as a coach after the embarrassment that was the Jacksonville? You know, what? I, we're going to go to a break here, and I want to respond to that when we come back. And there's other coaches that may be on the hot seat as well, and they're not head coaches. At Ohio State, your special teams coach, Parker Fleming, your offensive line coach, Justin Fry, they might be the fall guys. We'll talk more about this after the break. It's the Tuesday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. (laughs) 